Hello, San Diego First Church of the Nazarene Church family. This is Pastor D. Kelly, and it is great to be with you today. I am in Kansas City, Missouri as I record this. I am on my way to Indianapolis uh, to be at the General Assembly for the Church of the Nazarene, where people from around the globe gather together once every four years for business sessions and services and uh, meetings accomplish some of the work of the larger denomination, um, but we are looking at the work of the local church today in regard to the passages of scripture that we study together. And it is such a privilege to study with you and to dig into the passages of scripture together. This particular podcast is the Connection Podcast, and it centers around the June f- uh, 4th Sunday of 2023. On Sunday morning on the 4th, we looked at Psalm 8, a beautiful, beautiful creation narrative, Um, a musical piece, a poem that speaks about God's incredible, great creation. Um, Today, we are making connections with that particular passage and another one of the lectionary readings, the gospel text, which is Matthew 28, 16 to 20. There might be some of you who were um, connected with the morning tide service that took place this past Sunday, June 4th, and we spent a little time in the morning tide service during the nine o'clock hour digging into this passage. But here we're going to make some connections between Psalm 8 and Matthew 28. I would love to read that passage for us right now. It'll be Um, reading this out of the New Revised Standard Version. Again, it's Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but they doubted. And Jesus came and said to to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the word of the Lord, and we say, thanks be to God. Well, as I mentioned this past Sunday, uh, June 4th was the Sunday that we celebrate uh, Trinity Sunday, looking more deeply into or at least um, singing songs or reading scriptures that help us to appreciate the very unique mystery of the Christian faith that God expressed in three different ways, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that understanding the one God we serve through those different lenses helps us to understand our faith. It is a mystery, not easy to fully wrap our heads around, at least not for me. Um, But it is something that is at the core of what we believe in our Christian faith. Um, The psalm that we are connecting this to is Psalm 8, and I mentioned a few moments ago, that it is a a creation song, a story about God's amazing creation and how we fit into that. And there's, in the middle of the psalm, 
this very unusual moment where it says, and who are we that God would pay attention to us in the vast expanse of creation? But then it goes on to say, but you have made us just a little bit lower than the angels and crowned us with these wonderful attributes that include the ability to appreciate God and to respond to the overtures of relationship that come to us from God. Well, here in this passage of Matthew 28, there is this embrace of relationship between God and the disciples. And it's pretty honest. It says that they worship Jesus, who has not yet ascended into heaven, though this is post-resurrection, in the time between Christ's resurrection from the dead and the time where Christ ascends into heaven, we have this passage that speaks about them meeting Jesus on the mountain. And Matthew uses mountain imagery over and over again. And here at the very closing of the gospel, the very last section, Matthew once again references a mountain. And the mountains are part of God's amazing creation as depicted in Psalm 8. Part of all that God has done that reminds us of God's majesty and glory and creativity. Well, here in this passage of Matthew, we have a connection to Psalm 8. But I also feel like that the gospel writer John helps make some wonderful connections for us between the God who creates and the God who provides through the Holy Spirit ways by which we can live in accordance with how God created us. I've mentioned often my love for John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that has been made. This notion that all things are created through the word, through this part of God, the creative arm of God, the Christ, the Messiah, through whom and in whom all things are both created and redeemed. So John also tells us in chapter, 40, uh, chapter 14, verse 23, that anyone who loves me obeys my commands. And this seems to be a direct connection to the Matthew 28 commissioning. Go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey my commands. Well, Jesus says very clearly in John 14, anyone who loves me obeys my commands. But it's not just dependent on our own strength. Three verses later, Jesus says, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. The promise is that the Holy Spirit would not only be with us, but will be in us. The law will be written on our hearts. We will know from our inside what it is that is good and right and pleasing and honorable. We will understand the commands of God from the inside out, not from the outside in. And if that's not helpful enough, then in chapter 15 of John, he becomes even more specific. 
Jesus says in verse 12, My command is this, Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love hath no one than that he or she might lay down their life for another. And again repeated in verse 17, This is my command, love each other. I just think that this brings together for us what Jesus is saying in Matthew 28, make disciples of all nations, teaching them what I command. And the commandment is simply this, love one another, just like I have loved you. Well, what is it that then brings us back to Psalm 8? I'm going to pull on another writing. This one of the writings we believe of Paul in Colossians. That says, once again, just like Psalm 8, in the Matthew passage, in the John passage, Colossians 1.16 says, For in him, Christ, the Son, all things were created. So all things created by Christ. And then a few verses later in verse 20, And through Christ, all things will be reconciled by making peace through the blood shed on the cross. Well, it seems to me that the connection between these passages is that Christ is the source of all creation, and through Christ, all things will be redeemed. And so the way by which we participate in this amazing process of tapping into God's creation, as well as being part of the redemption or reconciliation of all creation, is to do what Jesus commands. And what Jesus commands is simply this. Love others as I have loved you. Love others as I love you. This is my command, love each other. It is the reconciling work of creation. It is participating with Christ in what Christ has put in place from before the foundations of the earth were even created. For in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And now we're invited into that place as part of the Trinity to participate in reconciling by living in obedience to the commands. And those commands are simply this, love one another. I feel like a broken record, but it's a song that I need to hear over and over again. It just jumps off the page of Old Testament, New Testament, prophets, Pentateuch, gospels, letters, revelation, it is the message that we are called to follow Jesus' footsteps and partner with Christ in doing the work of Christ by loving as Christ loved. In this place, we begin to understand the Trinity in a new way as this communion of love into which we have been invited. And when we do that, we begin to celebrate creation hymns, reconciling music,
poems and poetry and prophets that speak of the beauty of the work, the handiwork of God. And as participants in that, we are invited to be heirs, to be called by the name of the Christ who saves us. Well, I hope this week is good for you. I hope you find other connections in scripture. And I look forward to our journey together as we start this coming Sunday, a new series in a portion of Romans. Maybe you can read ahead to Romans chapter four. Until then, our first connections will help us leap into that passage. But until we get together for that, I hope you have a great few days and may God's blessing and love and peace be with you.